Perhaps the most dire water crisis in the Arab world today is in the Republic of Yemen, home to 24 million people and a robust al-Qaeda presence. America Abroad's Joseph Browdy spoke with Yemen's leading experts on the water crisis there about how to keep water problems from worsening into political ones. Yemen, one of the poorest countries in the Arab world, long fraught by civil war and jihadist groups, is rapidly approaching a water emergency. The World Health Organization defines extreme water poverty as a supply below a thousand cubic meters per capita. And in Yemen, I think, it's around I think it's around 120 cubic meters per year. And this is going down, diminishing, because of population growth. That's Mohammed Lotfil Aryani, Yemen's former minister of water and the environment. Our sources in Yemen said that Skype has been blocked due to the difficult security situation in the country. This left only the option of a phone interview, so we've done our best to clarify the speaker's words. And this is actually around 10% of the world's average, less than 8% of what's the requirements for food and drinking in terms of how much a person needs water for producing food, domestic uses. The country's weak central government, often classified as a failing state, has been hard-pressed to manage the crisis. So around the capital, Sana'a, where groundwater is all but depleted, farmers have been digging their own wells to suck out the little that remains. It isn't enough. Sana'a is about 3,300 meters above sea level, with a population of more than 2.5 million. Bringing water from the coastal areas, it's very expensive. Pumping water 3,300 meters up a mountain is a luxury the country can't afford much longer. In the long run, the only answer is to relocate the capital and most of its 2.5 million people. This will be the inevitable solution. Because with the population growth in urban areas, not just Sana, but also other major urban centers in the highlands, there's no way we can provide enough water for drinking. The distribution will have to be by encouraging and providing incentives for the population to go down to the coastal areas and to start a serious plan for desalination development. The government is the main driver of the economy, and it would not be possible to move population in the urban areas without moving government institutions down there. It would have to be, of course, a gradual process. It cannot be a one-shot kind of thing like some other countries. You'd have to move step by step, even some of the industries, the government ministries, it's not an easy decision, I realize that, but that's why I say it would have to be gradual. I think maybe over a 10-year period, we can do it. Yemen's neighbors include some countries torn by war, like Somalia, but also others flush with cash, like Saudi Arabia. We have more than a million uh, refugees. We have more than a million refugees from Somalia and the Horn of Africa, from as far as Chad and Ethiopia who come to Yemen if they cannot get through to other neighboring countries. They end up staying here, and they add to our water problem. Of course, droughts in these countries and wars, they increase the kinds of refugees. On the other hand, we are neighbors to some of the richest countries in the Arab world and in the world. And they're very advanced in desalination. They have reliable desalination as their source of water supply. They have to make an effort, because it's an expensive option. But the wealth of these countries can make them able to pay for that cost. 
On the backdrop of a post-Arab Spring political transition in Yemen and a costly war against al-Qaeda, Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states fear that Yemen's water crisis could be the straw that broke the camel's back, causing a massive wave of refugees into their countries. And so for them and for so many countries in the world which depend on Gulf oil, funding a Yemeni water rescue has become a strategic necessity. For America Abroad, I'm Joseph Browdy. You've been listening to The Global Water Challenge on America Abroad.